Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, it's kind of like a new uh, new uh, little area we're working on. So... You don't have a nickname for the house or for the basement yet? We really don't. I, we uh, don't have, like, uh, any nicknames so far. Oh, man. Weird Posium. You've got, uh, man. We've got the Weird Den. Weird Den's pretty cool. We've we got, we got the Fart Cavern. <laughs> fart Cavern's just what I call my asshole. Okay, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, there's uh, the Nipple Estate. Um, <laughs> the Nipple Estate? Yeah. What about the Nipple Manor? The Nipple Manor, we can do that. Uh, the bluegrass uh, room. Okay. I don't know. Kentucky base. We'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, we don't need to force it, man. Yeah, it'll just, eventually come. Just we'll let, let it, it we'll come naturally. But we're here. Uh, Chris painted that. If you're watching on YouTube, that that's Chris. That's pretty awesome. Some old artwork from college. It so. is for sale for ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable asking price. I'll negotiate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, nine point nine. Yeah, yeah. Nine point nine five. If you buy both of them at the same time, I'll come down a little bit. <laughs> Just a touch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for having me over and showing that this setup can be portable. Yeah, it can work, man. I'm glad to have you over here. I'm glad to have you guys over here. Really excited. We're in it. We uh, we unplugged Chris's uh, fish tank so his fish might die in the hour we have to do this. No, he didn't. They're plugged in. They're totally plugged <laughs> they're, in. They're fine. That's why the audio is crisp and, you know, doesn't sound like anyone's urinating. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Like, if, if you would have guessed, it would just be us peeing into bags the whole time, which wouldn't be a first on this podcast, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it sounds like we had like a koi pond behind us, <laughs> just off screen. Oh, we could call this, you know, we could call this the koi pond. Koi nah, yeah, we're forcing we'll, it. We'll work on it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried it's about there. it. It's somewhere here. We It'll, don't know where it's at yet. We'll find it. So, uh, how were you? You had a big weekend. Yeah, I was in uh, Chicago. Went to saw my first game, uh, baseball game, live this year at uh, Chicago Cubs Stadium. It was fun at Wrigley. Uh, it was it was a wonderful time. Had a beer bat, which is actually just right up here. And one of these bad boys and a uh, nacho helmet. <laughs> yes, everything I consumed came in like some sort of like uh, novelty uh, sort of like tray or dish. Oh, now I have to go get the helmet. Oh yeah, that's right over there too. Yeah, I got a souvenir with everything I ate. So <laughs> see, this is the move. I almost clogged the hotel toilet twice. <laughs> this is the two for one, man. Yeah, it was pretty nice, and they really filled it up. Like, it was a ton of stuff, and they layered it appropriately. It wasn't just like a, it was a ton of, uh, like, it was the kitchen sink they had the nachos. Sour cream, jalapenos, sauce, uh, a ton of cheese, and they did it in layers, and they stacked it. So it was it was quite the feat. It was like a fork and knife operation after a while. Now, the big question is, what other ballpark food slash items could also be made into concessions slash souvenirs. Dude, I was just thinking, what would be? I'd like to see a bat and have like a big hot dog in there. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have to be liquid. I just imagine just eating a big hot dog <laughs> out of that bat. You just like dump a bunch of ketchup and mustard in there. Oh, oh that'd be delightful, dude! Just a giant corn dog mm-hmm. built oh. around the bat. Ooh, that'd be good if like the whole thing is made to look like a bat. Yeah, he's got to eat it out. And, like there's a, it's it's a corked corn dog, and you got the bat in there. <laughs> That could be fun. Of course, you got the classic ice cream. Anything like that comes like in a you know spoon uh, form. Yeah, the helmet's good for. Sure. Uh huh. I feel like there's something we could do with the rubber, like the pitching rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that could you could flip it over and you could just have like tater tots and chili and Ooh, cheese yeah. in there. A big like Charleston chew. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's how you get your cracker jacks. Yeah, or like a big like long uh, Virginia Slim cigarette. Something <laughs> like that. 
could have done like a promo like that in the 50s. Yeah, or it's just a giant trough of, of uh, Skull Wintergreen. It could be that, yeah. They can have that. Uh, <laughs> dipping rubber. Yeah, dipping rubber, uh, baseball bag. You have the bags uh, have pizza in there. Oh. Pizza bags. Well, they do have at Great American Ballpark now when you get a large La Rosa's pizza from the concession, it is shaped like home plate. Oh, really? That's yeah. clever. I like very that. Cool. That's very good. Cute. Super fun. There's got to be something we're missing. I mean, um, you know, instead of giving kids cotton candy, we can just give them needles and they can shoot up. We can Anabolic get, sugar rush. That would be good. Yeah. You know, it's like the fun dip, like the needle thing. Just kind of like, you know, stick it in the pouch, <laughs> absorb whatever flavor you want. You stick it right in the back <laughs> of a molar that isn't grown in yet. Bend over, Timmy. You're getting some blue raspberry. <laughs> you're hitting 40. <laughs> Dude, my, I found this out. Some of my coworkers have been going to like a, just a sketchy place and on Groupon, and they're getting B12 injections. Is that like HGH? No, like the vi- like B12 vitamin. Is that good for you? I, I guess. I don't know, but you can just go do this now. And I, I heard that, and I was like, wait a minute. Miguel Tejada and Rafael Palmero both got suspended. For that same thing? For the same thing. That can't be good. I mean, if it's on Groupon, you got to be like a little suspect of it. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I don't think anything that where you can like find like a nice little like a group online thing mm-hmm. where you then meet up with like a person you don't know. Sure. And you inject something into you. I don't think like that's going to be uh, netting pro- positive results. No. Hey, let's go throw axes and then get B12 shots in our ass. <laughs> yeah. The same guy <laughs> that works at those, you know, both places. <laughs> He works with a lot of sharp stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't see that being uh, being good. No, I can't either. So Wrigley, you uh, that was that your that wasn't your first time, right? No, we've been there a handful of times, like three times maybe before. But yeah, it was good. Uh, last one, I think uh, the Reds lost. It was uh, the Reds weren't playing obviously this time. They're playing uh, Florida, Florida, and uh, they were uh, the whole state, huh? The whole state playing everybody. <laughs> I mean, we, we barely stayed in our seats. We're walking around just getting beers and food. You know, we got there before the game started, got to our seats, and then started walking around. By the time we got back to our seats, it was already like the fifth inning. Yeah. I mean, we could care less sure. about the game. But it was fun, like the whole atmosphere. Well, it's a historic landmark. You're going to enjoy it and soak it in. Yeah. And who gives a shit about the Cubs versus the Marlins? Sorry, I wouldn't. And I don't, and I follow you know them a little bit because they're the Cubs because they're in a division, and the Marlins because I like Sandy Alcantara. That's that's it. So I don't blame you. Yeah, no one cared. Even the people <laughs> on the field didn't care. <laughs> Mascots didn't show up. They're like, we're sitting this one out. They, <laughs> yeah. they called it their AAA dinosaurs, and then uh, yeah, so yeah. It, it wasn't like yeah. a high stakes game. No, Clark but, Clark called in hungover. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, dude, he was good though. Like they had him like beforehand, like, you know, getting like the crowd warmed up. Their uh, is either no, he's the bear. Like the bear, he's got these nice sunglasses and a gold chain, appealing to like, a, a younger generation. Sure. But they're doing like uh, out in the outfield before the game. Him and like a, a helper dude tossing up like I think they're like they're balls. I'm not quite sure. If they're, they're like souvenir baseballs. Sure. And he's just like jacking them out into like uh, the outfield. He's probably, he's standing, you know, probably like. 30, 40 feet away from uh, the wall, but he's hitting like these things that are not no easy feet. He's just jacking them out. Yeah, dude. Dude, what I a was guy. Really impressed. I mean, he, I, he made a new fan. Well, you know, Clark, uh, Clark's already gotten a 40 game PED suspension. Oh, yeah, there's God. no doubt. I mean, that head is large. <laughs> Very big. Yeah, B12 shots, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hair all over the face. <laughs> Got the deal on Groupon. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a, a blast. Came out with some souvenirs. Uh, and you're full. I was extremely full. I was very full. Like we were eating nachos. Like I had to dump out nachos. That was so weird. I had my food. I was like in the bathroom, like just dumping out the nachos <laughs> from that helmet into a trash can, and then taking like it looked like I was wiping out like puke and throwing this sink. Uh, yeah, and then I just took that and I wore it home. <laughs> I wore it home, yeah. and it's big enough. Like so, I went to the game with John on Friday, and John being a maniac, double fisting. Uh, Hootie Delights to start, then upgraded to Crafties, and then he just looked at me, he's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, I bet you are. I can see him double fisting like the helmet nachos. Dude, it gets better. Yeah. He fucking went and he got 
uh, got a Sky Rosa okay. in one hand, which I'm like, good for you. Yeah, there you go. The other hand, Skyline Nachos. Woo. And he got him to put it in a mini helmet. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Great move. Gone in three minutes. I look over, he's like a goblin. Helmet too. Helmet, yeah. He started taking bites out of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's plastic chips going everywhere. <laughs> His teeth are all red, and it's yeah. not like from the plastic. It's blood. It's just blood dripping. No, or the mix of the icy he had right before that. Yeah, or the wintergreen skull he had. <laughs> you know, John Holmes loves his wintergreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then we we proceeded to crawl back towards my house, mm-hmm. and we got to we went to a couple spots, and he left it at the last spot. He forgot his helmet. Oh no! He, he was just walking around, going up to people like, "Smell my helmet." Oh no! Does it smell like chili? And they're like, "Yeah." Smells like chili. Smells like chili, and you expect that from chili claws. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, but when we left, so here's what's interesting about that game on Friday: we leave the ballpark, we go over to in between. And my phone buzzes, and it's a text from our friend Logan. He goes, look who Bass met, friend of the pod. I see the photo. It's Bass with the one and only Joseph Daniel Votto. What? Where? At the Woodward. He went and saw, oh. the, he saw the band fucked up. Oh, that's great. Canadian band. So you know what I did? Immediately called a lift and said, on my way. Got up. We got as close as we could without hitting that crazy neon traffic on Maine. Got out of the car. Started running towards towards the Woodward. And I see my buddy, who's a cop, who I went to high school with. And he's right in front of uh, a drinkery. He goes, Billy, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. I was like, hey, man, where is he? And he's like, what? It's like, where's Joey Vaughn? Oh, I'm talking about. Don't bullshit me. He went, he's like, he went that way. I went, thank you. He's like, he's looking for food. So I was like sprinting. I went all the way down to Arnold's. I didn't find him. Or looked, well, we were going to go to Arnold's. And then we were like, we should probably give up on this. And then we took a little sweep of the block, seeing if he was like good fellas. All of a sudden, nothing. Lost the bogey. Oh, didn't dang. get to see him again. No dad. No dad. <laughs> and then we went to Longfellow, and John left his chili helmet. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good story though. Yeah, it's, it's a story of Canadian heartbreak. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose your chili helmet, you'll lose a Joseph Daniel Votto. <laughs> it happens. It was worth the eleven dollar Uber to go six blocks to find Joseph Daniel Votto. That's good though. I'm sure you worked off some calories though. Your heart racing, running around. Sure, absolutely. And I know John had a great time. So, but yeah, that was my Friday, my excursion at the ballpark. Nice. That was good. Cool. Yeah. So, um, well, what else? Did you get some, you got some deep dish? Did you do the, the typical? No, not really. Like, I don't, I mean, I could take it or leave it. Like, I don't have like a hard stance on it. I mean, it just tastes more like, like, uh, lasagna mm-hmm. to me, but that's as hard of a, uh, you know, a stance that I have on that pizza. But we did get a, a decent amount, but just like regular style. Tavern style? Tavern style pizza. We went to like one, uh, brewery. It had a, its own like brick oven pizza. That was really good. The yeah. hotel we're staying at was nice, and they had some good pizza there. Um, so yeah, we, we stayed fed the whole time. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Did you get a Chicago dog? We did. We got to, that was one of the things yeah. we got like the big Vienna sausage. Yeah, uh, that was nice. I think that was like uh, the first meal we had inside the the ballpark that day, and that just really, I mean, it greased the wheels. There you go. Well, what do you? Uh, well, I mean, what do you think of the Chicago dog compared to you know like a cheese coney? Well, cheese coney that's going to have like a bit more nostalgia. It just resides in such a different category. I think you know if I'm going flavor, all that, something I look forward to more. Going to be the cheese county, but uh, the Vienna dog is uh, something I really like too. Really like the sport they, peppers and the celery salt and the. Yeah, I didn't really doctor it up like that. I mean, I just went standard. Oh. I mean, we just got the, the dog playing. We're splitting, so we just threw ketchup and mustard on there. And I don't care. I love putting ketchup on my dogs. Oh like, yeah? yeah, I forgot you're a child. Yeah, I am. I love it. <laughs> Give me that that sweet sweet sauce. That sugary red sauce. I need that sugary cold sauce <laughs> for my hot dog. Hot dog. No, I fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, I uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go with the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Well, I think like uh, I spoiled myself the whole time we were there, so like I reeled it in a bit. Like I was like, I already got my fucking, you know, I got my beer bat. I'm no, I'm honing in on that nacho helmet. I was like, I can't just get like everything like that just pops in my head. So. Um, you know what's really cool about being an adult? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I know, you should have right? done it. I left with more souvenirs that day than I ever did as a kid. <laughs> See? It was terrific. It's the best part of growing up is you can hold on to your childhood sentiments and then follow through. Yeah, and drunk drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Ubered. We Ubered. No, we took the, took the uh, L. 
No, oh, yeah. Al. Al. And the Cubs took an L in that game, didn't they? Uh, I honestly don't really know. That is the best way to know. Didn't really care. Didn't need to. Left right before the game was over, and Beautiful. I think I watched uh, Shark Tank. Oh, that's nice. Well, we drank, actually, we drank a lot more, too, before that. Uh, you know, I, that sounds wonderful. That's great. Um, you were also at a ballpark where you didn't hear a commentator use a slur, so that's interesting, eh? Uh, yeah, I didn't hear that one, not live. Uh, I think I know the, the thing you're talking about, though. But... The A's are the gift that keep on giving. Man, they're just really going for it. They're, you know, if you're going to tank, you <laughs> might as well not just tank on and off the field. Yeah, they're hogging up all of the headlines there. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know, the play-by-play -play guy for the Oakland A's uh, was talking about the Negro League Museum, mm -hmm. and then he used a word that is close to Negro League, but you shouldn't say <laughs> if you're a white guy. So there you go. That's how polite as possible I can say that. Yeah, and uh, the, also the interesting thing too, I'm not sure if the guy that was next to him uh, was being as polite as possible and in a Jedi fashion, not reacting at all. <laughs> to that word like for his buddy you know like I didn't hear it I didn't hear that thing but it seemed like like he heard that word and there was zero flinch like it was just like no we've been saying this word all day man <laughs> so that was also a disturbing feature of it but yeah man the, the A's they keep uh, eating up all the headlines in the, in Dude, the worst possible ways that's Dallas Braden ex-A's pitcher he threw mm. that no-no on Mother's Day still drunk yeah still He's drunk from still, that day still drunk from the night before <laughs> yeah and then um, it's crazy that it again another gaffe happens in the visiting booth at, in Kansas City. You know, in 2020 we get Tom Brenneman yeah. letting a rip and quoting Blazing Saddles wrong, which pissed me off so much. I called that by the way as soon as that news broke. Jake and I were in Yellowstone and we did a pod in the car, recorded it. And the whole time I'm like, I bet you that he misquoted Blazing Saddles. 100%. A couple months ago he came out and said, yeah, I just messed up the quote for Blazing Saddles. I was like, son of a bitch. I think he was using that as a scapegoat. I think he just like sure. heard that before and then just built into his lexicon of like, this fits my personality. <laughs> and that's a deep drive into left field. <laughs> um, so the big question for you that I have about what happened in Kansas City, what was worse? Um, the commentator saying the wrong word for the museum, or Dallas Braden's newsboy hat. What's the newsboy hat? It's like that hat that like comes down to a point, wraps around. It's like it looks like it's a baseball cap, but then oh, it folds and snaps. About. At yeah. first, I was thinking about like a newspaper, like a little bit, like they they, they fold, you know, and the oh. kids make. I'm like, okay, yeah. no, I'm like not you, thinking about the right thing. Like you wear it at a cheeseburger place. Yeah, yeah, you go yeah. like the fifties, and you start just you know throwing like pennies at people. <laughs> You know me, throwing pennies at people in the 50s, making me cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah, so cheeseburger what, newspaper hats. Cheeseburger newspaper hats. That is a great band name. Mm -hmm. But, no, he was wearing the, I guess they were like, Samuel Jackson wears them backwards, Kangles. Okay, okay, Dallas okay. Braden wears them forward to let you know he's a psychopath. Oh, yeah, he was the dude next to the guy that dropped the slur, right? Correct. Yeah, anyone that looks like uh, their favorite band is a Dropkick Murphys, uh, <laughs> brace yourself. There's going to be uh, a storm of hate coming. Hate, 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 hate. Yeah, I think uh, the, the whole scene was bad, man. God. <laughs> yeah, drop, dropping the big bomb there was pretty excruciating, and then the other guy right next to him, like, you're safe next to me, brother. You're good. <laughs> Fist bump. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to finish this game. <laughs> what we're being, we're getting out of here. We got to go. Shut down. Okay. They finally were moving to Vegas and we're not coming. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so, yeah, the A's are just the gift of baseball that keeps on giving. Uh, that and the Cardinals are still in last place. That's awesome. It's so nice. The catcher position isn't working out for him. Oh. That's fun to see. Oh. But I guess it's also probably, I mean, uh, if you're Yadier Molina, of course, when you don't want to see your former team not do well, but when you see somebody in your former position, uh, you don't want to, you kind of want to see how much you were needed. So I think uh, maybe from his perspective, that might be a kind of a double-edged sword for him. Yeah, just a little case of validation. No yeah. biggie. He needed yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also solidifies, in my mind, not only is Yadier Molina not a Hall of Fame catcher, 
But boy, howdy, are they dog shit without him. Yeah. I mean, hearing some stories like on AJ Brzezinski's pod talking about like, yeah, I caught one year with St. Louis and they were asking him about pitching changes and how to do the lineup card. Like he was just like the manager behind the dish. Just like everything ran through Yachty. You don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? He will. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. There's a big difference. Like I know he's going to get in. People are like he's one of the best catchers of all times. But time. But if you look at his def- his offensive metrics as a catcher and his defensive metrics as a catcher, I would. He's not even top top ten in the past fifteen years. Really? Yes. Doesn't he have more home runs than uh, Johnny Bench? I don't think so. I thought he did. No. Here. I thought there was some some category he has him uh, beat it. But I mean just. <laughs> Whoops, play it, play it. No, I, I can't play. I cannot play. I can, okay, I can't play. So last thing we looked up was that Bob Huggins went on Bill Cunningham on 700 and also dropped a slur. Yeah, there were so many slurs dropped in the past week. We had to pick and choose which ones we could talk about. <laughs> we went with the baseball-related one. Yeah. God. Well, he called uh, Xavier fans Catholic... Um, full, blah, uh, slur for homosexuals. The F one, the not fun one. They're not all fun. None of them are fun. <laughs> How about that? How the about not a not fun slur to say? The not fun slur to say. <laughs> I'm pulling up his uh, his baseball reference. But yeah, no. I mean, he's still gonna make it. But yeah. Just seeing like how uh, he operated with the Cardinals, it seems like he definitely had a huge influence on the outcomes of their. Yeah, games. he in, hold on, four, so 18 seasons, he had 176 home runs. He's worse than you think. Oh, man, I don't know why I thought he, he had more home runs than that. No, he's got a 42.1 war over those 18 years, if I'm doing my wrath right, right? Uh, 2004 plus 18 is 22, okay. Yeah, no, um... I can't really find it off the top of my head, but yeah, he, um, no, not great. Oh, I apologize for even saying that he was had more home runs than Johnny Bench there. It's, it's embarrassing, huh? Yeah, it is very embarrassing. <laughs> Hopefully we get any hate from that, but I don't know why. I just thought he had bigger numbers. I can't believe you said that right in front of his fucking I face. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, uh, what was I going to say real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, intheclutch.com. There's a whole bunch of new home run celebration tees up right now. Use the promo code NASTYBOYS, all caps. Get 10% off. What? 10% off? Do it up. And on Friday, or sorry, Saturday, 5-13, the Cincinnati Reds are debuting their City Connect uniforms. It'll be exciting. It's very exciting stuff. So, who knows? Maybe there's going to be some Cincinnati-themed City Connect stuff up there online so let's talk about these reds let's do it let's, let's delve into it let's here. delve right into it it sucked they won <laughs> it sucked they won two games out of six uh they had a three spot in san diego and then they followed it up with a three spot at home against the chicago white Sox. the first game that they had was in san diego against the padres where it was tatis's first night back and he showed very little to no rust coming back. He went three for five. Yeah, effortlessly. He looked pretty good doing it. He looked mm-hmm. real. Well, it also doesn't help that it was against Luke Weaver for most of those, mm-hmm. who is who is a fine four starter at the moment. He is definitely a guy that once you get through that second time through the lineup, you need to pull him. Yeah, yeah, he had some promising stuff, but uh, seeing him go deep in a game, I just don't see that being uh, something to plan on. So, yeah, anticipate the bullpen coming out <laughs> kind of early when you get a, a Weaver start yeah. there. But, I mean, there was, I mean, he had some uh, nice stuff when he was in there, uh, you know, some positive steps, steps forward, but, yeah. Yeah, and, Al- and Alex Young finally got, like, rocked he got rocked a couple times this week but that was he was due i mean it was about time that he was he was he was gonna get shelled san martin got shelled that was his first time back in a couple days as well at that point but also monster bummer that they didn't take that first one um but as long as you know that you're going into it early that you're gonna like you know early in the game when you look up and you're like oh they put up two a two spot and a one spot. Then that fifth inning, they put up that three spot. You're like, I think I can turn this off now. Mm-hmm. But, nah, I'm just, I'm just fucking around. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
it's a bummer, but you know, you I expected us to only take one in San Diego. And the way that they took it the next night is what's much more important. Um, that next night, you had, do, 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 you had Graham Ashcraft on the bump, and he went six innings, six hits, one run, one walk, three Ks. What's important there is length and no home runs. Girth is important, too. <laughs> Girth. <laughs> and how veiny it is, how yeah, veiny the start is. Yeah, I mean, if a dog legs left or right, I've just heard some people... <laughs> Um, yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> Graham Ashcraft was looking uh, great, going deep into a game there. Uh, dude, he, I, I love his energy. And then um, Alexis Diaz, that was the big one, man. I mean, when you go and you face, to start off Tatis, you follow that with Machado, Soto, and then Cruz, and you shut it down. Massive. Yeah, that was super impressive. Seeing the bullpen come in there and just step it up. I mean, bam, 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 uh, lights out from Sims. Uh, Jerbo, Law, Diaz. It was it was nice seeing uh, you know things actually being able to to happen in a positive fashion. We have starter come in, uh, put up some nice innings, and then I uh, had the bullpen come in and shut it down. Yeah, and Alexis Diaz was working into full counts too. Like there were two strikeouts, one walk. Um, so in a, in a high pressure situation in the bottom of the tenth. And it was like, and, and then India goes up, drives in. I forget who was on second. I think it was Steer. No, it wasn't. I forget who was at the bottom of that. But it doesn't matter. India goes up, gets the job done, brings in the run. Then Diaz goes out and shuts it down. This is the type of stuff we're talking about when you're looking at development. When you're like, this is a the highest leverage situation. Your young guy comes in and he proves, hey, this is mine and I'm taking this job. And not only that, I'm keeping it. Yeah, you've seen that. Uh issues in years past with the Reds when they had those moments of like here this is a big RBI situation and this is a high pressure situation and not seeing them come through in those moments and now seeing like hey even in like yeah it might not be the year of the season that you want to see happening uh, unfold but when you can break it down these moments and see yeah India pull through uh, in a high leverage situation that's uh, really good to see yeah it's super nice and um I mean, Diaz, I mean, that is literally, that is, that's awesome, man. That's like, it's like what we've been talking about so far this season, which is this is one of the things you can plant your flag at and say, I know this is going to be like this. This is our guy, our cornerstone moving forward uh, for the next three to four years, maybe yeah. even five. Like, this is the guy you plant the flag and you go, right, he's the closer. He's here, here, here. And this just validated that. And this is the highlight of his career so far, I'd have to say. Yeah, I think uh, name like a tougher like one, two, three to go against to shut down a game. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, that's uh, you can feel good about that. It's awesome. Hang your hat on it, dude, and that that just shows you, man. Right direction, not wins. Moments like that where you're like, hell yeah, dude. Uh, and then that next game, the Reds lost seven to one, and Luis Sesa goes three and a third, four hits, three on runs, three walks, two strikeouts, and boy howdy. He looked bad. <clears throat> yeah, uh, not looking good. Uh, it's a bummer. You don't have a lot of faith when he takes the mound, uh, but you know he feels the same way. I don't think he has faith in himself. He's not, you know, finding his stuff, and it's a difficult, uh, you know, request to have the Reds win a game when you know he takes the ball. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's yeah. crazy, man. Like we brought him in to be a reliever in 21, and then last year we blew everything up, and then towards the end of the year he was like, "I want to start," and they're like. Sure, take a flyer. Mm. And he was adequate. Um, nothing electric, but you're like, man, I really don't think he's a starter. And then again, consistent starts, he's just like, you're just like, he's not that dude. And he's he was never in my mind going to be that dude. But the fact that he got this many chances so far into the season is astonishing. But it's a bummer to see him fail. But at the same time... Get him out of there, and then they they say, "Hey, we're skipping Sesa's next start, and we'll see where that what happens and where that goes." Um, and Alex Young got shelled again. Sam Martin got shelled again. But at that point, when you have to have that long of a bullpen game, never really works out. No, um, it, it puts a lot of pressure on the bullpen. So I mean, it's it's a bummer, but it is what it is. Yeah, and the lone run for the Reds came from a Spencer Steer hitting a dinger, mm -hmm. and uh, then you follow that up. Uh, the Reds come have the day off on Thursday. They come back Friday, play the White Sox at home. 
Hunter Green looked so good until he had to go through that lineup for a third time. Uh, yeah, it's beginning to be a bit of a bugaboo. <laughs> a little uh, bit. But, again, there's more positive than negative there. But, yeah, that's something that's uh, – he's getting found out a little bit. And then I think, you know, losing confidence uh, in a third pitch and then resulting to just falling back to what's comfortable, uh, which is that fastball. But, I mean, when you're able to sit on that, you know, that, that's what I think when his trouble comes in. And also being a bit uh, erratic. Yeah. He didn't have as – he actually didn't have that many walks He because he only had one. But he had seven strikeouts, and the big bugaboo there is the two homers. I mean, he walked somebody, someone got a single, and then Luis Robert, or is it Luis Robert? I think he goes, he's going by Robert, and I'm just trying to class up his name by saying Robert. Uh, hit that, smoked that over left, over the left, left center field wall. Uh, very much like, man, like it's either A, he needs to develop that third pitch, or B, you can't let him go back out there for the third time through. Especially when it was close, man. At that point the re- it was it was 3 nothing in the top of the, fi- in the in the top of the 5th. After the end of that one, they tied it up and then we came back at the bottom of that inning and then David threw him back out there. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the times you just want to see like how he'll respond. Uh, and I feel like I've said that like a handful of times like I just want to see how they respond. You know, it's like some sort of adversity, but yeah, in these situations when you can isolate one inning, two innings, uh, yeah, there's that issue going through the lineup a third time. So maybe that should be something to keep an eye on when it is a close game. Right. I mean, if you look at also his pitch mix, uh, fastball 50% of the time, slider 44.1% of the time, change up 5.9% of the time, which means either half the time I'm seeing something that's 103 or I'm seeing something that's 91 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be breaking down. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do like that it's uh, up above five percent that third uh, pitch. Hopefully, uh, with more consistency, he'll get uh, more comfortable throwing that and be a bit more uh, dominant. You know, have a bit more uh, north and south. You know, variety with his pitches there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, that'll uh, change up some of the results he's he's seeing coming around the third. You know, third time through the inning. I hope so. Uh, my thing. With being there, it was nice to see Lance Lynn because I saw him on the mound. And I was like, if I ever need a jersey that will fit me perfectly, it's his. It's Lance Lynn. Yeah, he's a beef boy. Yeah, it looks like his came with the mustard stains. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mustard stains and a few like just beer patch stains. And the cigarette burns. He doesn't oh. smoke, but he just likes doing it. <laughs> he just likes to feel the pain. So, um, what was really nice though, Bop Bop Bop, India homered. TJ Friel doubled. Mm. You know, offensively, you're looking at this, and it's like you start to see a couple homers pop up, some more doubles. Um, Your offense is getting there. There still isn't, like, the big bop there, but we'll get to more of who's hot and who's not a little later. Um, And then we have Saturday. That's the one they won, and Will Myers came back from the Phantom IL and Mm -hmm. said, hey, man, maybe you should take a little bit of a break. Take your 10 days off. Figure your head out. Um, Lodolo, again, got into trouble. Three and two-thirds innings, six hits, three earned runs, one walk, three Ks. And then right after that, you've got the law firm, the law firm, Jabot, and Alexis. No earned runs for uh, four, five and a third innings. You love seeing that, especially too being a starting pitcher. You know that uh, hey, if I don't have like uh, my best stuff, I know I got a solid bullpen. Yeah. So that's got to you know build confidence. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the thing that we talked about at the beginning of the year. I'm like, this is going to be a weakness, and so far it hasn't been too glare. It hasn't been too much of a weakness. There's obviously times they're gonna you're gonna get shelled. Doesn't matter how much you spend on your bullpen, it's gonna happen. And so far it's been more of a strength than what we thought our starting pitching was going to be. And dude, Nick Lodolo is missing high. He stood it again in the start. It's just one inch too low when he's trying to go high and inside and people are turning on it. And when he's not hitting that spot, he's trying to go low and away and they know he's trying to go there and they're taking him oppo. Yeah, he's uh, one of those pitchers where if he can't get his stuff uh, down, you know, to finish below, like, you know, around the shoestrings, uh, he can very easily, you know, can get that ball turned around and Throw some uh, uh, throw some velocity behind it. <laughs> yeah, 
and, the, and he doesn't top out at like 98, 99. He can't get away with stuff. He's going 93, 94, which isn't anything to scoff at. That is now average in Major League Baseball, but it's all about location and having that. And right now he hasn't, he doesn't have it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. If he's not following through right, if he's if his elbow's flying open, or if it's just a, someone call like he's not calling the game that he wants to be called. I don't know what it is, but he needs to figure out by his next start so we can have a little bit more confidence and some length. Yeah, I'm sure too. Like just visually, how that comes in as a, a batter, you know, that's got to be. If it starts out a bit higher, I'm sure it's a much easier pitch to like hone in on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, man, I. Uh, I, it, it's so weird. As soon as Hunter signed that extension, just dog shit. It's still dog shit. I don't know, man. I was looking at his pitch mix. Um, on on Saturday, he threw his fastball 41.6% of the time with an average of 93.8 miles an hour. He was throwing his sinker 14.3% of the time with a max of 93.7 miles per hour. Sorry, an average of 93.7 miles per hour. His curveball 27.3%. His changeup 16.9%. So he's definitely mixing it up and getting stuff, getting different pitches in there for them to see, but he's not throwing them in the right spots for strikes because then they are getting taken yard. Yeah, he's having location issues. So uh, hopefully he uh, can have a powwow with the pitching coach there and figure out uh, how to get back on the right path. Yeah. And you can tell he's thrown up meatballs because he is second in all of Major League Baseball in barrels. Yeah, the, uh, the hitters are seeing him. <laughs> they're seeing him. They, oh, they're seeing him. They know he's up there. They know he's up there. They know he's around. We see about 42% of his pitches thrown are hard hit. That's crazy. Um, or 42nd. Yeah, no. Well, let me do that. Yep, 42%. I don't know how to read. I'm not good at it. Uh, and then Sunday, I mean, do we have to talk about Sunday? We really don't have to. That was abysmal. It was awful. 17-4. to oh, Ashcraft did not have it at all. No, it kept getting worse and worse. I was listening to it on the drive home, and it was, it was checking my phone, too. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, it was just a parade of runners, you know. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, just one of those games where it was no place to hide. It is not going well. No. I mean, one and two-thirds, six hits, eight earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, one home run. Boy, howdy, that's awful. But, I mean, like, he was, he was, I mean, I, whenever I say someone's due, I mean, they're due. But at this point, we're talking about one of the, that has to be the worst start of his professional career uh, in the pros or in the working his way up the minor leagues. Yeah, uh, that's probably right. And, uh, you know, he's still really young. And, of course, this is still, you know, early on in the season. I'm not you know, expecting anyone to go through this without having, you know, blemishes uh throughout uh you know uh their their season here but yeah that was definitely one of the worst so i, I don't anticipate that being uh a thing we see again from him hopefully not but uh you know at least see him recover or know like what and how to throw uh certain pitches when he just doesn't have it yeah. you know you're, you're gonna have games like that when you just you aren't feeling it it's not going well and learning how to recover and adapt so you don't you know give it up like that large yeah and normally he's a guy who pitches to like weak contact and when he you know when you don't have that and you're gonna miss by a little bit or in this case on sunday a lot you're gonna get those results which is such a bummer but anyway we're gonna move along to who's hot this week Nick Senzel, I mean, he was hot last week, NL Player of the Week. And then in those last seven games, the guy's seven for 27, two homers, three ribs, four strikeouts, no stolen base, 259, 286, 481. I think it's safe to say that he likes playing third base. He's having fun. He's making some plays out there. He's feeling comfortable, looking nice. I mean, it's just like that's his natural position. That's where he was drafted. And you can tell, like, oh, he enjoys this. Maybe we should just... Leave him there. Yeah, allow him the comfort of knowing, like, hey, this is your home. You put in enough time here. We've got no reason <laughs> yeah, to, to fish you around in some other. Like, what, what can we really make happen with you here? Yeah, we've, we, they've already fucked with him enough. Yeah, let him just be like, okay, this is your home. You know, you can, you know, don't have to pack your bags, move around the whole, like, you know, infield and outfield again. Yeah, you're, you're good here. Uh, they've moved him over to second base for a little bit on Sunday, but at that point, it really didn't matter. He could have been Mr. Redlegs yeah, running around the stage. He could have been thrown, yeah, could have been a mascot. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? 
Um, TJ Friel, in his last seven games, 409, 435, 682. But what's even more impressive is if you look at this, like just the last 30, 327, 374, 459. And he's played left, center, and right. So it's versatility combined with average and on-base percentage with speed. Yeah, he seems unflappable. He's uh, he's a gamer. He's exciting to see. He definitely uh, changes, you know, the the feeling and the the atmosphere when he steps into a batter's box. Yeah, and and uh, India's on a heater. Ten for twenty five, dude. Four hundred, four twenty three, seven twenty. Like he's on it. And Rake Fraley in the past week uh, in his eighteen abs, he's got six hits, a homer, six ribs, three walks, four strikeouts. Almost one to one on walks and strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Three thirty three, four fifty five, five fifty six. You love to see him on fire. This is this. He's like he's like what we talked about with like he's just he's very Jay Brucean in his streakiness. Yeah, he'll, he'll get hot and he'll get cold. So yeah, we're getting more familiar with this guy. Uh, you like seeing a trend in this direction, though. Yeah. And Spencer Steer had an okay week. Not great, but mostly two home runs. Pretty awesome to talk about that power. Two home runs, six strikeouts, no walks. 267, 295, 33. That 533 is real nice. Yeah, he had some nice uh, nice shots. Nice shots. Good guy. And he's sticking around at first, which at this point, like, you've got Senzel third. You will get the shortstop in a second. Second base is India, but I... You know where I think we should put him. And first, until Joseph Daniel Votto comes back, I feel like that's where Spencer Steer is going to stay. Yeah, I think uh, there's no real reason to move him. He seems pretty comfortable there. And also, too, you don't want to take a bat out of his hands at this point. Mm, he's, he's, he's definitely played well enough to not have to um, fall around, go up. Uh, Jesus, I just had a small stroke. Um, you, uh, he just doesn't need to be. Uh, he needs to be permanent. He needs to be staying somewhere and not mo moving these guys around. It's just like anybody. If you have a like a schedule and this is what you're doing, you're most successful when you're comfortable. Yeah, I agree. It's one less thing to think about. Yeah. What glove do I gotta, you know, pack today? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about which which of the five I have in my bag. Right. Um, who's not hot? Henry Ramos. Who is batting 154, 241, 151. He's got four hits and 26 plate appearances in the past week. That was fun that he got called up. 31-year-old prospect, good for you, but you are not Joey Manessis. Just not real. Not hot, Ramos. Not hot, dude. Not hot. Tyler Stevenson, not hot either. Not hot, Tyler. Not hot, Tyler. He finally got off the snide, had his first homer of the year. Yeah, that was good. Got that monkey off his back. That's he nice. That. Uh, he's got a homer, but again, Three hits and 25 plate appearances with 10 strikeouts. Three walks this week. And Kevin fucking Newman. Mm -hmm. Six for 24, 250 across the board, a strikeout and a stolen base. I bring up Kevin Newman because Kevin Newman is seventh worst in baseball, according to F War, amongst players with at least 80 ABs. This is by Twitter user TDLO on Reddit. Um, I mean, dude, it's bad. This season, 225, 250, 313, with a walk percentage of 2.4. Yikes. Guy's bad. With an isolated batting average of 0. 0.88. Yeah. That man's ice cold. Ice cold. Problem you have there is, this, I think this is a guy that they are guaranteed to pay, who plays second, he plays short, you can stick him wherever. But at what point do you have to be like, yeah, we should cut bait? Yeah, I think it really depends, too, on uh, how the pipeline is looking. Like, who's going to be coming up at what time? I'm not quite sure what some of these guys' contracts are looking like, but it's always kind of like that question. Yeah. And here's the big one. Matt McClain! Mm-hmm. Look at what he did! Yeah, that was awesome. Tell the people what he did! He hit a cycle! He hit for the cycle! Guy hit in a week, 440, 11 ribs, two home runs, one cycle. That's pretty awesome. Like it seems like every day you keep hearing about something new that he did, and he hits a cycle. That's incredible. Congrats. Good job. Buddy. Good job. Good job, Matt. Yeah. Great, great on you. Uh, he should not be doing that in Louisville. You should be doing that in the for the Reds. It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, eventually, hopefully uh, soon. Yeah. Um, at this point, you got to ask: Have we given Jose Barrero enough time to figure it out? I mean, um, you would like to see him be given more time, but for the reality of the situation, I don't think that's something that it, giving him time shouldn't come at the expense 
of the other player's time that's behind him. Yeah. So I think um, he was given adequate time for the situation. Um, and if he needs to, you know, be shuffled around, you know, I think uh, bringing up, you know, Matt McClain is, would be a, a positive uh, decision for the Reds. I couldn't agree with you more. He he has 366 plate appearances going from 2020 to 2023. Um, and he has a career batting average of 183 and a negative 2.7 war. Um, look, I get it. Like... He was a first. He was a first round draft pick. You really want to believe in the guy, mm-hmm. but you're running out of places where to put people. And if you're saying Matt McClain is is the guy or a guy for the future, well, I know it's only May eighth, but you don't have that much more time to sit on your thumbs and figure it out. This guy's more than ready, and you want to catch him while he's on a heater. Yeah, and it could be helpful for uh, Barrero maybe to play a new position or figure it out. You know, in Triple A. Yeah, he has options. Send him back down. Yeah, he can really uh, increase like what he's doing at the plate. He's definitely made some great strides. Um, but yeah, I, I just think uh, there's better places for him in this organization. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. CES is mashing. Um, he's he had three home runs on Thursday. It's crazy. <laughs> just nuts. Um, I love what he's doing. He only has 57 plate appearances, though, in AAA. I think you probably give him a little bit more time because Spencer Steer has played well enough to hold down first base, and it's not going to hurt to have him develop a little bit more down there. Yeah, I think that'd be great to have like that sort of game plan going forward. You know, don't you know startle anyone that you know, could be a potential uh, position where he would play. Uh, and allow him the, the opportunity to grow, uh, you know, before he eventually inevitably moves up to the majors. Yeah, which, again, good problem to have with us even having this conversation about a guy who's on the cusp of getting ready to come up here and do this. But still give him a little bit more time because I, I was digging a little bit. Let's take a quick little look at the look at his numbers. And in here, he has um one walk to 13 strikeouts so far this year in his 57 appearances you can't you you, you don't get as lucky in the pros with mm. with those type of numbers with someone who is not looking to get on but someone who's going to mash which great awesome but you got to be a little bit more selective at the plate there bud Mm-hmm. It seems like he's really chomping at the bit there but uh yeah that's why hey give him give him the opportunity to grow uh, in triple a yeah and say that if this is the one that you got to fix with your game and give him give him that assignment to work on. He does it over the next month. I like see that. See what happens. And who knows yeah. where Joey Votto is going to be. Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know. We know that he was at a concert on Friday night. We do know that. We do know that, and I didn't get to see him. Mm-hmm. I'm real mad. Um, Sesa has been moved to the pen. They're skipping his start. So it makes me wonder how, what, how they're going to figure out the 40-man to bring up Andrew Abbott. Yeah, I don't know. It's time. His last start, he had five, he had five innings pitched, seven hits, three on runs, but one walk to nine Ks. Okay, let's uh, let's pick up the pace here. Let's get him up here. It's time. Don't waste his time. Don't waste our time. Yeah, come on. We got stuff to do. We got things. We got uh, nachos to eat out of helmets. <laughs> All right? We got tater tots to eat out of troughs. That's <laughs> tater tot trough? Yeah, I got ketchup to drink out of my, my beer bag. <laughs> I got soft serve to eat out of a cleat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's time. Uh, they haven't announced it yet. I don't know. But I think he, I mean, it's time. If you're going to skip Sesa, figure out the 40 man. I know you can make the moves. It's not difficult. You can let Henry Ramos be DFA'd. And then go from there. It's not. I'll make the move. I'll call him. How's that sound? Do you want me? Can I call Henry Ramos? And tell Please, me he's gonna have a drive? Give it. Here, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Here. Yeah, yeah you gonna call him? People, bu- 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 bu. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we'll call him back after this. We'll call him back. Yeah, I don't think it's a good time. You know, your bleep blue blops really convincing. Yeah, what? Yeah, I thought so. That's what my phone makes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Cricket. Go with Cricket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the, what is it, the Shutterfly? Not a Shutterfly, the jitter, Jitterbug. You got the Jitterbug? Jitterbug. Oh, okay. Which Jitterbug, ugh, Jitterbug. Not a slurb. It could be. Could be. If you say it with hate in your heart. <laughs> oh, no, I got a lot of hate in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up, the Reds have a three spot at home. Uh, Tuesday is Bark in the Park. So oh, if you've ever wanted to see a piss-soaked 
so, like a bunch of piss-soaked sod at Great American Ballpark, it's your lucky chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a three-spot at home against the Mets, then they hit the road, and it's three-spot at the Marlins. Follow that up with three at Colorado. So the Mets suck, Dick. That's nice. Yeah, it's an opportunity. Wanted to see uh, the Reds pull off uh, some victories here at their home ballpark. And then, uh, yeah, the next two series after that are pretty doable, too, to get uh, get some momentum behind us. Yeah, dude, if you can go out there and you can take two out of three from the Mets at home, and then you take two out of three from the Marlins there, you, know, you go four and two, that puts you three games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. You're still flirting with it. Yeah, you know, take those little victories there. Try yeah. to just win these series one at a time. It's a, it's a marathon, mm-hmm. not a sprint. But you know how you win more games? You play the better players. Mm-hmm. It's just a thought. Just throwing it out there in the universe. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, round third and head for home. What do you got, pal? What do you got coming up? Uh, I will be, I think, maybe at the Comet coming up, I think, uh, maybe next week or two weeks from now. Um, right I'll be in Louisville at the Comedy Caravan. Coming up in like two weeks there, I believe on a Wednesday. I will also be at some other place. Um, I And then Limestone, like first through third of June. I'll post some stuff on my Instagram. Please follow me on there, Chris Weir, CW. Do it. And then, uh, for me, June 1st, Lost and Found Comedy Showcase is back at Lost and Found. Uh, June 1st at 8.30. Come on out. It's a fun show. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. Me and uh, old Carl Spaeth run that one. Oh, maybe. So, yeah. Uh, thanks to In The Clutch for sponsoring us and get all your MLBPA shirts, your Savannah Banana shirts, your Negro League Baseball Museum shirts. That's how you say that. And uh, use the promo code NASTYBOYS, all caps, 10% off. Uh, and thanks to Sports Drink for being a coffee shop somewhere. Um... And thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me over. Thanks for having me over with the boys. Yeah, yeah. I'll have you down here in the uh, the weird fart dome. <laughs> the fart dome. There we go. We found the name. Okay. So as always, go red legs. Go red legs. <laughs>